Life Audio. Teach Us to Pray is brought to you by Life Audio and is a part of our Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. Welcome back, friend. You are listening to the Teach Us to Pray podcast, where we teach believers practical and real-life tips on how to grow your faith and relationship with God through the power of prayer. I'm Christina Patterson, host of the Teach Us to Pray podcast and founder of Beloved Women, where I encourage women in the love of Jesus Christ and the truth of God's word. I'm so excited about today's episode because I'm going to be chatting with my pastor about a book he released called Jesus's Prayer Recipe. In the book, he outlines Jesus's instructions on how we as believers can pray. What are the ingredients that goes into powerful prayer? My pastor, Dr. Norman Peart, is the founding pastor of Grace Bible Fellowship, and he has a deep love for preaching and teaching the Bible, witnessing it transform lives, and to see Christianity be both relevant and significant in contemporary culture. He holds a master's in divinity and theology and a PhD in sociology, urban studies from Michigan State University. He is an adjunct professor at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary and a volunteer chaplain at the Cary Police Department. He and his wife, Carolyn, live in North Carolina and have four sons. Okay, so I want to get into talking about your book, Jesus's Prayer Recipe. And so I want to start off by saying, why a book on prayer? Why why is prayer so important that it deserves not just a chapter in a book, but an entire book? Yes. It's important because so often we are, if, if you're like me, you're more into doing than you are sometimes meditating, depending on, uh, waiting on God. And uh, as I was studying, preparing for a message on Matthew chapter six, I came across Jesus's uh, prayer outline, his uh, response to his disciples asking, teach us to pray. Mm-hmm. And in the midst of that, I, I walked through it and noted that it was broken into a, a, a pattern. He had a very well laid out organizational approach that helps us. And we operate by patterns. The reason recipe is used is because mm-hmm. when we go to make something in the kitchen, uh, there's nothing better than a recipe. When we go to do something, uh, work on a car, or do some other activity, a DIY kind of approach, do it yourself. Uh, we look for someone who would give us a, uh, a step, a guide in how to fulfill what we're trying to accomplish. And so I, it looked as if Jesus was doing that. And I was able to break that into a certain pattern, a certain form. But that's also very vital for me because throughout mm-hmm. my life, uh, I've struggled with prayer. I've struggled mm-hmm. with slowing down long enough to put time into speaking with God. And this just gives you a a structured walkthrough, but it also reminded me of just how vital and important prayer is as we look at it through scripture. And so that's why I think it's significant uh, from the standpoint that we many times will talk more about prayer than we'll do prayer. Mm. And so growing up, church prayer times were really more time of a large Bible study and a small prayer opportunity tacked onto it. 
And that has been the case in my world as well. I love scripture. I love serving the Lord. But I spend much more time in activity than I do in just talking with God and uh, ruminating, spending time dwelling on who he is and what he desires from me. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with The King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. And so how would you define prayer? What is prayer? Okay. Prayer, I would say overall, simply put, is communication with God. It is the ability to engage in his presence. It's really on one level, talking with, thinking of, uh, communicating, but that's more from us to him. And so as so often is the case, we spend more time communicating in a one-way direction. But the other side is really hearing from him. And so it's really along the line of a relationship that brings us into a, a, a presence, a, an opportunity to grow and to experience God. So if I was walking with a friend and I spend all of my time talking, but I'm never hearing back from that friend, then it's not really going to be um, that which I benefit from. Uh, I can unload and uh, communicate all that's on my mind, but the other person, I think, will walk away thinking, wow, that was a, a really difficult circumstance and situation. And scripture presents God as a person, presents God as a feeling, loving, thinking individual being. And he desires not just to have us communicate with him, but he also desires to have us listen to him. And so prayer is that two way communication that occurs, that two way interaction where thoughts and feelings and concerns and joy is communicated. Hmm. And that, when it happens at its ultimate, is a beautiful uh, representation and reflection on that relationship. Uh, for example, most people, when they, when they think of prayer, they, they, they think about asking God for something. Uh, yeah. I pray best, and we all pray best when we're in trouble, because right. we need God to step in. I mean, yeah. you know it. You're, you're going to pray focused sincere. You've got to get God's attention. Right. But prayer is also God free flowing into our lives and getting our attention. Mm 
And prayer is a time of slowing down to meditate and think about uh, him and having him interrupt us, just like we do in a regular conversation. But it's also coming to God, not just in difficult times, it's in good times. It's uh, sharing good news with him when we realize that he is present, because that's what we do with someone we are in a relationship with. We want to tell them all the things that have happened, especially the great things. And so when something wonderful happens, we communicate that with him. When something uh, is surprising, you know, we, we uh, have that interaction, interactive moment where we're free-flowing. It's a back-and-forth uh, interaction where we're saying, God, can you just imagine what happened? Or, wow, that's wonderful. And many times it uh, also highlights that thankfulness. If we realize that he is indeed God and we live that out, then it's not just listening and it's not just talking, but it is focusing. And uh, it's a lot more expansive in our world when that happens. And so it's a back and forth communication that becomes more of our lives than just times in our lives. But it starts off with times, and hopefully it'll expand to be all of our lives, how we flow, how we talk, how we think, how we interact as we walk with God. If someone doesn't know how to pray, what, what is the recipe that Jesus gives us? Like really breathe. What is the, the, the steps that go into prayer so that we can develop that, that lifestyle of communicating with God? As I looked at Matthew chapter six, and I think you, you, you walk that through as you uh, mm-hmm. uh, read it, uh, you will notice that Jesus begins with recognizing who God is. And it's, it's laid out according to the Lord's uh, prayer. Uh, what we would probably call more of the Lord's pattern for prayer because his prayer is given later on, John 17. He's speaking with God and communicating with his father then. But in Matthew, he's giving an instructional, a a pattern for them. And so he starts off, our father who art in heaven, uh, recognizing who God is, that he's above and beyond our circumstances, our situation, because that centers us to know who we're talking with. And therefore, it increases, um, it uh, accentuates our expectation. So we start off with that recognition. Then we move to an encouragement. Uh, Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so that encourages his will being done rather than our will being done. And I think that emphasizes the focus of our prayer. Many times we come to God praying centered on self, but instead it's to be centered on him, centered on others, and centered on his global will that connects him, others, us in this, in this journey of life. And then the next step is request or ask, recognize, mm-hmm. encourage, and then ask. And uh, we see that presented in give us to stay our daily bread. And we center on that. We do best. Our best work in prayer is on asking God for what we need. And then after that comes confession. And it's forgive us our debt as we forgive our debtors. And so there is this presentation to God, knowing he is perfect and holy, of us laying out to God what is happening in our world. And uh, some cases where we're not as we should be saying, forgive us. Uh, And truth be told, we're not as we should be more times than we are. Uh, So it is a a time of just uh, talking with God and letting him know, forgive us for the areas and the times when we aren't as we should be in line with your will and your desire. And then I, the last step, I, I, I notice help, and uh, that is, and keep, uh, you know, and uh, 
deliver us from evil even as we continue through life. And so it's a call to God to say, uh, we need your help. We are going to uh, have temptation and we are given to falling to temptation. So Father, give us strength that we might overcome in the midst of those times when we are tempted to sin, tempted to mess up. And that's for all of us. I love that. And so then we have the acronym REACH. Yes, that's where the acronym comes from. Encouragement, ask, confession, help. Yes, yes. I love that. I love how you break that down like that. Okay, so we don't have time to go over every single ingredient in Jesus' prayer recipe. Yes. But I did want to ask you about two. Okay. First was recognition. Why do you think Jesus starts with recognition? Why why is that um, the example that he gives for us to start with recognizing who we're praying to first? I realize that when I go out with someone, I can tell a lot about who that person is. And if they saying if they, they had mentioned to me, this meal is on me, then I want to make sure that I'm, I'm not going to reach into something, uh, maybe a meal item that's beyond their ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to try to get in line where I think they are, how they presented themselves. And uh, if I, if they said, don't worry about it, I can handle it, anything you choose, then I know I, I can choose anything on that menu. Get the steak. So, that's, that's right. I'll get the steak. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll get not the most expensive, but I, I won't sweat it. And yeah. I, I don't feel uncomfortable putting that person uh, in a situation where I'm expanding them beyond their ability to manage their ability to provide uh, according to my request. Well, I think it's very similar as we come to the Lord in prayer. Uh, he starts off and Jesus highlights for us that he's above anything and everyone. Our father, that means there is a commitment there that he loves us. He cares for us uh, as a father in its ideal uh, presentation should be one who takes care of his kids. As Jesus said, your father will not give you something that is less than what you need. Mm-hmm. If you ask for a fish, he won't give you an eel. He'll provide the best for you. And so we come knowing that God wants us to engage with him. He wants to hear from us. He's excited when we step into his presence. So my pushing in the prayer is with that expectation. Okay, God is ready for me. God is excited. This is going to be a great time of interaction. And then he's in heaven. And it talks, uh, it presents to me, and as I see throughout scripture, that God is above and beyond everything. As Isaiah said in in, in his uh, uh, testimonial of his walk with God and his encounter with God. He said, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. That's a beautiful picture. It puts God above the challenges of life that we encounter, the limitations of life that hold us at bay and uh, limits us, for lack of a better term. And so when we think of God as he who is one caring for us, wants us to come into into an intimate encounter with him, but also the God who is able to provide, take care of everything, Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name, holy be your name, lifted up be your name, uh, magnified uh, are you to be, then we recognize that God is able to provide for our needs. Uh, I think back to a time where, you know, I was going through a period of challenges. Um, Carolyn, my dear wife, had cancer. um, And uh, during that time period, I used to get up early in the morning and go riding. And that was just a way of clearing my mind. 
And in those early morning rides, I remember praying and I had to think about God as high and lifted up. Mm. And so what I would do is I would say, God, you are greater than the challenge of cancer. God, you are greater than, you know, challenges in my world, issues, issues of ministry. God, you are greater than challenges in my body, issues that uh, of my health and just on and on. God, you are greater than. And once I centered on God and lifted him above the challenges that in many ways can hinder us from seeing God as God, from mm -hmm. honoring him and expecting him to work, then I'm able to order anything on the menu. Then I'm able to go back and think about the person who I'm talking with. There is nothing that I can ask for he cannot do. There is nothing that I can ask for that he doesn't love me enough to want to do. And in the midst of me asking and bringing everything before him, where it says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, in everything, by communication and request, we present it to a God who is ready and capable to provide for those needs. And so starting off with the proper recognition sets us up and makes us ready to truly come into prayer and communicate with God, hear from God, and expect that God is going to provide all of you. Part of that recognition is focusing on the fact that this good, loving God is great enough to provide for me. And he is providing and thanking him for those things. And then going into a proper understanding of who he is. And it sets up later on asking for those needs that you have. Yeah. But if that's, again, all that you're thinking about, then you're going to spend more time pushing these issues to God and being upset he's not providing when he may not have it as his timeline to do it in. He may not have it that it's in our best interest to do it in, but we've judged him as not caring. So keeping the that perspective right allows us to truly see a God who is providing his best for us. Mm, that's good. That's really good. That's really important when we are going through those mm. challenging times. Challenge. Yeah, it is a challenge. I wanted to ask about confession. Okay. And um, so let's clear, what, what is confession? What do you think that Jesus meant when he incorporated the idea of confessing as part of our prayers to him? Well, I think confession, I, I heard a uh, pastor once say that uh, uh, being able to come to God and bring to him the issues that separate us or challenges between us is like keeping your stairway clear. And uh, he lived in a home. He lived in a home where he had his kids upstairs. And so, what he'd always do is try to keep the stairs clear, so that if and in the case of an emergency, he could have free flowing access. He could get up those stairs right away to get to his children, and not worry about tripping, falling, stepping on items that could hurt him. And I think, in many ways, confession is the same kind of picture, where we are keeping our uh, our access and ability to come into the presence of God, very, very clear, realizing that we are communicating with a perfect God. We're in relationship with someone who is ideal and has no mess up, sinless. And so we are coming to God realizing, Lord, we have a debt. Forgive us our debt. 
forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Uh, and so we're coming into the presence of God saying, Lord, uh, we know that we are in this relationship challenged because we are limited. We are those who are given to our worst desires at times. And we want to make sure that we keep that, that access point very free-flowing, very open. And we want to make sure that in a relationship, many of those times we're offending you. And mm -hmm. so we want to make, uh, make it clear that we understand that, that we love you so much. We don't want to just be about getting and not realizing that this is a relationship in which it's loving and growing and we're walking with you. And so confession allows us to keep a proper perspective again on who God is, but allows us to just let down and not worry about uh, the fact that, uh, you know, we messed up, messed up, maybe even in the midst of praying, our yeah. minds drift and we do things that we shouldn't, but we know that God is for us. And I think that's vitally important because it gives us a perspective of God that again reminds us of who great, how great he is, but who we are, and yet how much he loves us. Because in the pattern and in Jesus' layout of that, uh, he puts asking before confession. And so hmm. we're not really trying to earn our way to God. Although hmm. I give, gave that staircase illustration, it's not that we can't go up the stairs. It will be a little harder. It'll be a little more difficult. Uh, it'll be a little more challenging. Sometimes when we remember our own mess ups and our own, uh, the fact that we don't deserve to enter into the presence of God. But he's made it very clear, come. And uh, he's already, you know, made it quite accessible that he tells us, bring your needs to me first. But mm -hmm. remember also that there are times where there are going to be those uh, those blocks, those hindrances, make sure that you realize who I am and make sure that you're keeping the relationship free and clear and open to our interaction. Yeah. Uh, it's the toughest thing to talk to someone, come to someone when you know you did them wrong. That's true. Uh, you know, you, you just, you just know it. And so it's good to remove that, that, that burden from our hearts and minds, even though they may think good of it. It's good to make sure that, you know, that statement, are, are we good? Is it clear? Are we okay? Yeah. Then, you know, you can, you can enter in a lot better knowing that everything is fine. Yeah. And I love that as we approach God to confess, you know, after we recognize who he is, we, we know that we're coming to a gracious and a loving God, because I think that confession part might be why a lot of people don't pray. Um, because right. there's so much guilt and condemnation um, about maybe sin or things that they've done in their lives, we've done <laughs> in our lives. Um, and so then we're intimidated to then uh, say anything to God, really, who are we to pray to God and we have so much sin, you know? Absolutely. What Christine. would you say to a person that, that was hesitant to approach God in prayer at all because of their sin? Well, I think about, Romans 8 and verse 1, where it says, clearly, mm -hmm. there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Yeah. I think about even this pattern as Jesus is presenting how we are to come to him in prayer or come to the Father in prayer. He puts our request ahead of our making up for the mistakes and the mess ups that we have. Right. His view is that as children, we have that right. We have that authority. We have that free flowing access. 
into the presence of God. And so by no means is confession a way of earning God's attention, his ear. Confession mm -hmm. is a child realizing just how much uh, their father loves them and how much he loves or she loves him mm -hmm. and free or walking in that relationship in such a way that you act out that love based on the grace that got you in there in the first place. And mm -hmm. so if we earned or we uh, entered into this relationship because we earned it, then we have to work hard to keep it. Right. But if we entered into this relationship because God graciously gave us a gift, then it's it's the ability and the opportunity to just celebrate that and mm -hmm. to come before him open to the reality of who we are, that although we're in this relationship, we're not perfect. You know, mm -hmm. Although we're in this relationship, we want to be such that we are uh, pleasing to him. So I love our, I love my kids. When they were growing up, there were times when they were out playing and doing all that they did. They came back pretty musty. They didn't <laughs> They didn't cease being my kids. I, I loved them anyway. But I remember when they gave them a hug and they're dirty and they're messy and they're smelly that, um, you know, I wanted, I look, I loved them in that moment. I wanted to be around them. But I, I knew if, if, if we were going to have that kind of closeness as we had before, to clean it up. And so confession is our continually cleaning us up so that yeah. we might keep that relationship pleasurable pleasing, right. honoring to the God who loves us. He's not going to reject us uh, as being his kids, but it's us coming to him in a way that we know he wants us to come. And right. so I would expect that my kids would want to go shower, <laughs> want to clean up, then come back and hug me because that's what I'm asking them to do. And it would be the same thing as we come to God. What do you think is one of the major areas that Christians should be praying about today? Just in light of our world, our society, where we are today, what is a prayer point that you could leave our audience with to be uh, praying for today? Well, I, I think we should be praying for, for wisdom because we're in a time period where uh, we live in a very divided society. Right. Uh, we're divided over politics. We're divided over personalities in politics. We're divided over issues. Uh, dealing with race, dealing with the gender identification, dealing with uh, sexuality and sex and uh, mm -hmm. all those aspects of life that in many ways are battleground, battlefields. And I, I would uh, say that we need to pray God to enter into those situations and uh, to operate, to bring his will to earth as it is in heaven. So we're always praying for his desire to be done. But I also think so often we can forget at times in a very divided time that we are the light and uh, the darker the night, the greater the light should be. Mm -hmm. And we need to know how to how to be wise enough to respond so that we're not fighting and creating more division and creating more reasons for us to separate rather than knowing how to speak in such a way where, as, as Paul said, that, you know, our, our speech is seasoned with salt. It's attractive. It's, it's appealing. It's going to give wisdom in a time of, uh, in a moment of need. It can be such that it encourages someone who may be struggling in an area to understand that, that we're not of that camp or of this camp only, but we're loving. Yeah, we, we speak truth, but we also are loving in how we speak it because mm -hmm. that is what is so missing presently. And uh, as I look at all that's going on, um, I do believe that we need 
guidance on how to operate and function and present light in a dark time and present it in such a way where we draw people to the light rather than pushing them back into the darkness. So that is one strong area I've thought about, uh, even as I, you know, I think about pastoring in our own church, that we should be having some of those challenging conversations. But in most cases, people leave because you're not of their party or not of their strain or not of their position. And I think that is so difficult in a time where we're, uh, we're going to at times differ, but we have to yeah. be able to see the greater value of God being God, being King Jesus in our lives, and then uh, being able to operate together and live together, walk together. Yeah. And that, that's going to require wisdom. I love that. Yeah. It makes me think of King Solomon. Absolutely. But never wisdom. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Pastor Norm. Um, thank you for the wisdom that you've given us and sharing with us Jesus's prayer recipe so that we have a pattern now that we can use when we approach God confidently in prayer. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode in my conversation with my pastor, Dr. Norman Peart, about his newest book, Jesus's Prayer Recipe and the Reach Prayer pattern. If you would like to learn more about my pastor, Dr. Norman Peart, please be sure to visit the link in the show notes of today's show. And I will also share a link for you to find his book, Jesus's Prayer Recipe as well. It is my hope that today's episode has provided you with insight and helpful tips on how you can pray. We have so much more to talk about when it comes to prayer. So I hope that if you were encouraged by today's episode, you will share it with a friend and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes of the Teach Us to Pray podcast, where we will continue to learn how just like breathing, prayer can become a natural, consistent, and life-giving part of our everyday lives. Until then, be sure to connect with me at belovedwomen.org and check out the show notes to download my free five-day prayer guide. I also want to invite you to study the Bible with me by downloading the Beloved Women app available in the Apple and Google Play stores. Thank you so much for taking time to listen today. God bless you, and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Teach Us to Pray is a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed this episode, would you take a minute and leave us a review in your podcast app? It really does help more people like you find the podcast. To hear more from Christina Patterson, be sure to check out her fantastic site, BelovedWomen.org. A special thanks to Kelly Givens, Stephen Sanders, and Stephen McGarvey for their production and editing on this episode. You can find more podcasts like this over at lifeaudio.com. There's no better way to start your day than spending time in God's Word and in prayer. Don't know where to start? We have a free daily prayer podcast created to help you do just that. The Your Daily Prayer podcast delivers a thoughtful devotional and timely prayer to you seven days a week. Gain inspiration, faith, and encouragement with daily messages in 10 minutes or less. To start listening now, search Your Daily Prayer on your favorite podcast app or visit lifeaudio.com.